Hello Burgers, welcome to a new episode on Hamburger Generation, Jeel Al-Hamburger. Today's story is about the life and times of Fajr and Allison, who join us in this session to tell us the story of how they met, fell in love, and traveled the world together. The both of them run Escape Travels, where they provide unique and innovative travel itineraries for those looking for something more than just a typical weekend trip. All their trips are done in group settings, making them the leader in the GCC travel community by providing true group budget getaways. I've actually joined Escape Travels on their escape to Kenya, which was a truly unforgettable experience, and I made a whole host of good friends thanks to that trip. So I personally recommend you to check out their website, escape-travels.com, and join them on one of their upcoming trips that range from Ethiopia to Palestine, Nepal, and more. Thank you for being a True Burger listener and tuning into our stories, and we hope you enjoy this one. What it, what's what's you guys' um, idea of a great night out? A great night out? Yeah, like, what's a solid night out? Like, what do you guys do mm. for fun? What what constitutes a good night for you? Is shit loads of laughing? Yeah, being with like people that make you laugh. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are if you're with the right crew at all. Right gang. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't want to seem mean, but like I really enjoy an all-female night out. Those are fun. Those, those are, are like definitely fun. the best. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Eh. I should try one of those all-female night outs. I, feel like <laughs> I don't know. Out. You guys, uh, regular hangouts, you guys can try to mix it up a bit. I like, yeah. I mean, in, yeah, I never... Being one of the leading feminists of my generation, I've never really <laughs> thought about it in a male-female context. You haven't? No, no I haven't. Um, I really like bowling. Mm-hmm. Like an awesome night will constitute a good meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then bowling. Mm. And then games like bowling. Um, <laughs> you back to bowling. bowling. I did say bowling. There's a lot of bowling involved <laughs> in Sorry, your I was night just, I was just thinking about my bowling place in Halifax where I used to go constantly. While you bowl, behind you, they have all the machines with all the different games. So between bowling, you can like play the shooting game. They even had a... Like an arcade? Like an arcade. You know, most bowling arenas have an arcade. So that's why I'm jumping back and forth. Bowling games, bowling. <laughs> <laughs> this is fun? Like It's so much fun. I agree. Um, I agree. Have you ever been to the bowling alley in bowling? Halifax? In Halifax? I think I went with you. I think they got rid of Tim. Sometimes I would why. ditch them and not go. I can't remember. I like nights that... Okay, this is so typical girl. Yeah. I guess what I was about to say. I like nights where we just talk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know, I was thinking, what's like the funnest? Let's say me and girls and we're out and then we find someone to make fun of. That's like the best. Or like some guy tries to approach the table. Yeah. That like steps up the hilarity of it. Like, ha ha ha. Like it just makes everything a lot funner. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean Yeah, yeah. I have a That is our nature. I had a friend, his name was Perry, and his job was to approach your table. He would be the guy in our group who'd be like, Hey man, I dare you to like go <laughs> you know, to the girl. Yeah, yeah. awkwardly approach the whoever and ask her out or something along those lines, you know, like be slick, bud. Yeah. And one time we were in front of the grocery store on Quimple <laughs> in Halifax. Oh, okay. And I'm like, yo, Perry, man, 
he came back after he bought something. He's like, yeah, that girl behind the cash register is hot. I'm like, go and ask her out. So he went back in line and there was like five customers in front of him. Oh waited, my God. waited in line <laughs> until his turn came up, asked her out. Of course, she said no in this totally public arena. Well, uh-huh. you have to wait in line to get rejected and then walk back red-faced back to the car. I wonder if you went and grabbed like another item to like pretend. Oh, like, no. Oh, no. I'm here to buy. You just stood there? You just stood there in line. I was like, Fucking hey, Perry's uh, a legend. By the way, he's getting <laughs> engaged uh, this summer. Oh, Congratulations, wow. Perry. Good old Pear Bear. Yeah. Pear Bear. Um, but yeah, a good night. Obviously, some games. Being with my friends, male and female. Because mm. you're such a feminist. Uh, and good having food. a dope meal. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah. Yeah, good food. I heard a lot of good stuff about this South Korean place you guys went to yesterday. Yeah. It, it was, was awesome. pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I Barbecue. Mean, I haven't had a chance, but I'm going on TripAdvisor to give them five stars. So, uh, yeah, man, I was in residence in university back in 04. And uh, I got the nerves to ask Allison out. Mm. I was such a gentleman, just like old school, you know? Mm. as they say. Mm. Knocked on her door. Dear madam, I would like to... Like that? Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was pretty old If school. you called me madam, <laughs> we wouldn't have gone on that first date. No, I didn't call you madam, but no, certainly just... Hello, man, sir. <laughs> 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 no, no, I asked you out in like a very old school kind of way, you know? It wasn't Tinder swiping, uh-huh. this and that, whatever you kids are up to nowadays. <laughs> it was an old school knock on the door. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I had to respect you for that right away. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. didn't like WhatsApp or anything, Facebook her. No WhatsApp, no, no. no Facebook. Mm. Not oh, you back guys then. are old. Mm. Did that, that, that didn't exist back then? No. no. Okay. Not at that time. Facebook came out like maybe six months after that. Huh. I remember precisely. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you knocked on her door. Knocked on her door and asked her out on a date. And, and I'm like, you suggest the restaurant or the cuisine. I'm playing it cool. Classy. Yeah, Did yeah. Perry uh, dare you to go and ask? No, Allison? no. Uh, <laughs> at this point, uh, I was flying solo. <laughs> cool. And Allison, we, we what was your impression with this nice brown boy knocking on your door? Um, Did yeah, you know I mean, him before that? So we were friends. Like we had become friends maybe like a week prior and just like would say hi to each other. And like we just were talking. I always positioned myself to be <laughs> said hello to. <laughs> I was calculating. <laughs> like, we'd just be like, hey, what's up? You know? Like, yeah. sometimes I'd even pop down to your room and just to see what you were up to. Of course, studying. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Not. <laughs> nerd. So, yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, we went. On, so, I, I said, let's go for sushi. And you said, okay. What's that? <laughs> what is a, sh- a sushi? And, um, yeah, it was so nice, man. We, we we went out to sushi and we ordered the thing called Sushi Love. Oh. So Whoa, right from the first day? Yeah. the first day. Sushi Love Boat. Yeah, and it was this huge boat. Uh, oh, just with way boat. too much sushi. Yeah. yeah. Way out of budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we hung out. It was awesome, man. We uh, it snowstormed. We got stuck downtown. Actually, we couldn't get back to university because it was a blizzard. Mm. In fact, the school closed the next day. So we did the romantic snowball fight and yeah, that it was very cute. Snowball fight? 
you know, like the... Like a oh. playful... <laughs> like a playful <laughs> snow at each other. Well, was Fedger being gentlemanly in the date? Oh, my God. He's, you really were. Was he Opened like... Opened the cab door for me. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Oh, the, the cab. Moved, Hold guys. on. Cab? Yeah, we didn't <laughs> hop on the bus. Gentlemen, take notes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Open... And open doors for me. Yeah. What was he wearing? Do you? He was wearing a long leather trench coat. Baba's trench coat. Baba. <laughs> Impressing the ladies. Um, right, wearing my dad's this jacket. Yellow. This yellow, um, like button oh button down shirt, but with like the collar really like really wide collar. I'm gonna actually pull this picture up it and was, just show you to give you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna but give you guys a visual judge. of this. I didn't let that <laughs> take see. away from anything. You're so kind, Allison, for like <laughs> carrying on with this leather yellow. Oh, I liked how you like. You didn't seem like the other boys. You really took charge. You took control. And you then. you mm-hmm. didn't and seem um like. You don't seem like self-conscious, like I, and you made me feel safe and protected, right from that first date. Exactly, I got that out of the way, and then moved you to some dangerous countries, <laughs> and it was yeah. for a lifetime of fear, instability, <laughs> instability, yeah. and who knows what else. So, Allison, that was pretty accurate. Allison, what is it like following this guy, like wherever he travels, and like, like how did it, how did it feel the first time you were like, oh, this is. What Just a, a simple correction, Jamil. She's not following me. We're going together to yeah, places. Yeah, you know? but I mean, for Let's the first time, that. you were you were doing it bef- before or after getting married? Well, kind we'll of escape travel. Like right as we graduated university, we kind of took off on a one-way ticket. Um, mm. Like traveling was always yeah. something that I had done independently from Fadger, and that he's always done independently from me. And then we got together and we did it together. Okay. So it's not, it wasn't like a new thing for me. It wasn't like completely foreign for me. Like I was up for traveling, like I mm. from Vancouver, but went across the country to Dal so, by myself. So that's like a big move. I moved to France for a while. So like I was never, it's not like it wasn't in my plan, in my plans right. or it wasn't such a crazy thing for me. I was kind of into it already to be traveling and experiencing new things and yeah it was really neat man we spent a few months in central america Mm. and that was post university like you know she finished her last exam and then we uh just hopped on a plane to honduras there used to be a really good deal back in the day you can get a flight from new york to the third largest city in honduras called la ceiba for something like two hundred dollars this is before the discount airline world. Mm. And the only, the only catch is you got to drive 20 hours to New York from Halifax. Oh, true. So we, we made our way yeah. to New York, couch surfed uh, with a guy that I actually met in Latin America, Joe Che. Yo, shout out to Joe Che. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you guys familiar yeah. with couch surfing? He was the best. Uh, yeah, I know what couch, couch surfing is, but I've never used it. Okay, I used it plenty back in the day. Mm. And so we couch surfed. You stay with people for free. Yeah. The only thing you exchange is just experiences, like telling and stories, good times. cooking for them, whatever it may be. And so we stayed with this guy who was the representative of couch surfing in New York City. While we were there, there were like two other couples staying at his place. Mm. A total oh. legend, just Arabian hospitality from mm. Joe Che. Yeah. 
والله في عرق عرق عربي هذا جو جي ريل بيرون هاو لونج دو يو جايز ستيو وذ هيم؟ اي ثينك two nights or something yeah just a few nights in new Before york city catching that flight mm-hmm. to honduras mm-hmm. and then we caught the flight to honduras um traveled for a while in central america about three months time and i remember this like it was yesterday we put the card in the machine and we're like oh there's no more money and at that moment we're like oh damn we're like all out of money here in honduras and so we need to get a job We go online, apply to a bunch of uh, schools. That was our backup plan. Go teach English in Asia. At the time, very popular. If you have a Canadian degree, Japan, Korea, China, you can go there. They'll send you a ticket, apartment. And sure enough, we were aiming for Japan. It didn't work out and ended up with jobs in Korea. So, yeah, from Central oh. America, broke right to Korea, South Korea. Lived South there f- Korea. Yeah, yeah, we lived there for about a year. Annyeonghaseyo. Annyeonghaseyo to all my chingus out there. Hankook, saranheyo. And uh, after that, we took off to Hong Kong and then we went to India where we did a pretty big trip in India, almost four months. Most, a lot of it was on the back of a motorbike on a Royal Enfield. So we went up to Kashmir all the way to Southern Kerala. Got to really experience India. I used to have a fear that I would die and not have been to India. It's kind of weird, eh? That is very weird. I used to always like panic. I would get up, I'm like, oh, I haven't been to India yet. And I knew that it's such a world. And, you know, having been born in Dubai. Why India? I'm not sure, man. It's just been... I mean, it's kind of the dream destination for all... It's kind of like a rite of passage for backpackers everywhere. It's like the ultimate destination. Like, di- have you traveled India and did you survive and... What did you think of it? It's like, it's just like the hardest quote unquote destination maybe to travel. Mm. For me, honestly, growing up in Dubai, we were always surrounded by Indians. Yeah. And it was just so fascinating. I didn't have the same uh, lean on it, maybe from a Western point of view. It's I had, like, oh, there are the neighbors. West, it's maybe like has a very like, oh, this. Different. Yeah. It's not the West or anything like it. This is the East. And I think. Probably the other perspective of it growing up in Dubai, you already kind of feel like there's a connection there. Mm. Like you know Indians, you understand a little bit of Indian culture. And we grew up watching Bollywood movies. Let's not forget that, you guys. Bollywood movies when I was a kid was what people watched. Yeah. Because it didn't have that racy, sexy thing that Hollywood does. It's like yeah. very PG 13. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. always the same story. Guy's father gets killed, he grows up, falls in love, a little bit of dancing in the middle, revenge. Yeah. Yeah, the the little uh, very wholesome and hiding the love. behind the and tree. Where's the love? Yeah, where's the love? Well, I did say love. Yeah, did he not? did say. We he can re- select that. that. Rewind. <laughs> um, and a lot of the times you meet people that love it or hate it, and I guess I wanted to prove my s- to myself that I'm a traveler and I'm gonna love it, kind of thing. Mm. And I went about doing it the hardest way, like let's go there, spend a bunch of months, most of it on their roads. You know what I mean? Mm. But, but it was wonderful. So after all of these experiences, that's actually when I knew that Allison and I were going to be together forever, was oh, the God. fact that she survived India with me. Mm. And India, as a backpacker, is a tough place. You don't meet other travelers. It's not a social uh, traveling place. It's not like Southeast Asia or South America or 
even parts of Africa where you're like, go to a hostel, meet people, get shit-faced, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's not like that at all. There's no party culture. There's no There's hostels no off the bat. So you stay in like mm. uh, cheap hotels on your own. The only time you meet other foreigners is if you're in a train. When you go to India and you buy a train ticket, for some reason they put all the foreigners in the same cart. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the only time where you're like, oh, I have a few hours to talk to my fellow travelers. What are you guys up to? But even then, did we meet any... We met no one in India in our we many months there. We met that one couple in Kashmir. Yes, that is true. We, we did meet a lot of wonderful Indian people. Mm. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it. Uh, oh, so I look Indian for you guys listening on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> I look Indian. I get stopped everywhere in the world with namaste. <laughs> even in Cairo. Even in, no, even, even in, in India. Even in India, people get pissed off. If I go up to buy a train ticket in English, uh-huh. they're like, why are you speaking English? <laughs> and I'm like, because I'm a foreigner. They're like, well, you don't look like a foreigner. I'm like, <laughs> not all foreigners are white, damn it. I'm I Arab. testify to that. You yeah. look, well, you're one of the most Indian looking Arabs I've ever met. For exactly. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, recently, well, not recently. Sra and I were on the metro once, and, this, and I'm talking to Sra in Arabic, and this Arabic guy comes up to me. He's like, man, you speak Arabic really good. Good for you. Yeah, it's like good for you <laughs> learning our language, and I'm like, well, thank you. <laughs> I didn't want to blow it. I didn't want to blow it. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to keep yeah. that. So Al and I would drive on the motorcycle. She sits in the back. Okay. If you don't know, Alison is white, <laughs> and I'm brown, looking like an Indian. So to oncoming traffic, it looks like an Indian guy on a motorbike in India. Nothing to look back at nothing mm. to call the dog out from behind the stove for exactly the doggy does not have <laughs> to come from saying? behind the kitchen yeah. german expression <laughs> exactly i think i spider by the way also another german sp- expression wait what's the second one uh, i think i spider.com check it out you guys okay uh, german to english is funny uh they have expressions like i think i spider which literally means i think i'm going crazy uh-huh okay let's yeah. go back to the story now yeah back back to the story so you're on a bike. So I would be, yeah, I'm, I'm on the back of the bike. As I pass ongoing traffic, they see an Indian dude driving in India. Nothing to look back on or call the dog from behind the kitchen. Mm. And, <laughs> but when they notice a white girl in the back, everybody turns their head like, yo, there's yeah. a foreigner here. Chaos breaks out. Chaos breaks out. People yeah. stop so me in the road. I they want to take pictures with her. Stick behind him like, like I would be shielded by his body. You know, I'd just mm. be riding like this. But every <laughs> once in a while, I'd like peek my little head out from behind Fadger's back and people would catch a glimpse of me. And and then it turns into a paparazzi action. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yes. it's, 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 people get excited, to say the people least, especially in the countryside. People in waving, people telling us to stop. Like It's so Bollywoody. I love India. Like the I way the children run after the motorcycle as you take <laughs> off. You know, like things like that, man. It's such a romantically epic country. It's awesome. And I think at the time, like this was a couple of years ago, I'm sure traveling has become more and more Ten years popular ago. there. But at the time, it was like really a novelty, I think, for them to see a Westerner. Yeah. Mm. Dude, this country is so intense with so many villages that I'm sure for another thousand years, it'll be a novelty for a foreigner to walk through some of those villages, especially when you're on a motorbike. 800 kilometers south of Bombay. You know what I mean? Mm. It's like there's a mm. lot of distance and You're a lot of people. You're in a village. You're in a village. So talking about south of Bombay, it's actually a state called Maharashtra. I, and uh, Al and I were there uh, driving down to Goa. Okay. The drive takes a few days if you want to do it scenically. Maybe it took us 10 days because we stopped at every village along the way and it's coastal and it's beautiful beaches. 
no travelers. You're really off the beaten track at that point. And a lot of it is you're on a cliff, and then you have the ocean to your right-hand side. Okay? And we're talking about the Arabian Sea here, mm. Western India. So you go down these switchback roads to tiny villages that are on the ocean, and they'll have the cows walking on the ocean. You'll see like the nice Hindu temple in the middle of the village with like 20 houses around it. It's picturesque, man. And as I pull in there, um, you know, maybe you want to scope out the beach, have a bite, whatever it may be. I stop the bike and I tell Allison, you stand by the bike. And as they see the bike coming with two people on it, the people come out of the jungle. Everyone you know? emerges. Everybody emerges <laughs> out like we have a visitor. <laughs> and I'm like, Allison, you stay by the bike. Let me go communicate with the men. Because it's usually a very man-dominated culture. The men come out usually just wearing their lungi, no yeah. shirt, rubbing their bellies. You yeah, know how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they look at me. They look at Allison. They look at the bike. They look at me again. Then eventually one of them, their leader, will say it. Ah, love marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, love marriage. And then it's high fives all around. <laughs> Everybody gets really excited like, yeah. <laughs> Go team love. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, no, it was wonderful, man. And sometimes people would ask, no, they'd even be like, so love marriage? Or like if we're in the back of a tuk-tuk, just look at us. Love marriage? And or? what they mean by love marriage is that it's not planned marriage? Not, yeah, arranged. not arranged. arranged. Yeah, marriage? I mean, yeah, within, okay. I mean... Arranged marriages in India are the common thing. Yeah. And every now and then, a bad boy yeah. breaks all the rules <laughs> and gets a love marriage. <laughs> as in falls in love and gets married. And it's like a moment for all the chaps too. And plus, it's such a like Bollywood experience for them, you know? like For us as well, believe mm. me. You know, it's a big mm -hmm. Bollywood scene. Yeah. Have you guys ever read the book Shantaram? Oh, I have that book. Uh, I read maybe a quarter of it. Okay. And then I stopped. Okay. A, a, lo a lot of it takes place in, uh, does take place in Bombay. Uh, but there's a few chapters in it where he would take his motorbike and drive down that coast, down mm -hmm. to Goa. And that's, I think just reading that book really got me stoked to go to India initially. I um, remember you saying it's one of your favorite books ever, which is why I got it. The, yeah, that and The White Tiger. Oh, I read White Tiger. The White Tiger yeah, is White Tiger clutch, is amazing. That's real India. Yeah. That's you read it up. too, right? Yeah, yeah. I love White Tiger. It's a good book. I actually got White Tiger from a girl in that was Canadian that I was traveling with in India. We exchanged books. She gave me White Tiger. What did you give her? Oh, oh man, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. Chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> but I have been suggesting this book a lot uh, when Nietzsche wept, if you're into philosophy. It's a great book. What is it? It's called When Nietzsche Wept. Okay, who's it by? Irvin Yalom. Okay, yeah. never heard of it. Amazing book. Actually, it's, it's funny because I've never read more books in my life than during our time in India because it's a non-alcohol culture. It's a go-to-sleep-early culture. It's, uh, like I said, a different kind of experience. You're not socializing with other travelers. Al and I were, dice we were going through like a book every few days. I remember we got to a point where she would read half of the book. We'd rip the book in half and I would read the first, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's great because since English is the main language in India or the one language that unites all of India, you can get English books almost everywhere. On the of Bombay, yeah. And they do the whole photocopy thing so you can get... Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so much cheaper. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Sometimes you might be missing a page or two. 
<laughs> oh, really? Yeah, that, that happened, happened to me when I was reading. Uh, it was, was Just use your imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to mm-hmm. get creative with the book reading. Yeah, fill but in the usually gaps. it's pretty good. You know, it would be really cool if if we had a book club. You guys, I uh, would love that. I really want to do a book yeah, club. Yeah, I would love that. The other day, I watched a movie about a book club, and then I was like, I also want to create I'm a book club. Oh my god, are you, are you bringing up another initiative? I'll do it. I'll take care of it. <laughs> you guys, I think I think this is what our generation is missing in the Middle East, like reading men. Yeah. Like statistically, we read the least in the world. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And yeah, it yeah. really shows. <laughs> yeah, really, it does. Uh, initiatives aside. Uh, in India, I got to tell you, our end of India was quite the Bollywood ending, actually. Hmm. But I'd like to think it was the middle of the movie when the sad thing happens. Al and I, actually, Srat, you got engaged. I did. Well, we were in India, so I got a message from my dad, an email. It was back in the day where you go to coffee shops and, or go to internet cafes and open up yeah. your Hotmail. You guys remember Hotmail? Yeah, I still have my Hotmail. Do you? Yeah. You weirdo. Man, only weirdos still have Hotmail. <laughs> Yo, if you have Hotmail out there, I'm calling you out. You got to move on, man. Yeah, no, honestly. No, no, no. I'm sticking to my Hotmail. But I do have Gmail as well. So, yeah, I mean, I went in and he's like, yeah, I saw I was getting engaged. And I already missed my brother's engagement years ago because I was in South America. So he wasn't having it. It's my sister. Yeah, get your butt you back. You only got one. Yeah. So that was like, oh, Al we had this big plan to go to the Andaman Islands. And, uh, but th- at that point, I knew we had just a few more weeks together. And um, we finished our time off in India, finished off in Kerala. And I remember when I had to say goodbye to her. Allison, we have arranged a two-day train ride back to Mumbai 43 from Kerala. Hours, 43, 43 hours. 43 hours. Train ride. And I w- she was going to leave me for the first time in this India, you know? Mm. So we actually... And we didn't know when we were going to see each other We didn't know if we were going to ever see each other ever again. I was, I was going back to Dubai. Oh, my God. Oh, I was yeah. going to Canada. Yeah, and I, we were both Our broke. adventure was over. And we didn't know what the future held. Exactly. I was going back to Dubai, my sister's wedding, and then work in the family business or whatever it may be. Like, start my life. You know what I mean? Right. And Al is going back home. Interesting. Okay. So it was so sad, man, at that train. And... Uh, she gets in the train and the train starts moving and I start running along it, like saying goodbye to each oh, other. Oh, like a true Indian movie. Dude, oh my God, it really it was. It was the saddest day of my life. It was really sad. Like she was crying and I was... We didn't know when or even if we were going to see each other again. Oh my God, I feel horrible that my new love was breaking up an old love. But Sorry, you guys. In, in Poetic. In yeah, but I mean, it had to go down. And I and yeah, I cried for a lot of that train ride, forty-three hours worth of crying. But but I got. We decided that I should get. Um, I think I was in second class for the train. No, I thought we upgraded you to the AC first class for that journey. Maybe, maybe that was the. I, I've never experienced such a thing. <laughs> but it was the love of my life. What's another five ninety nine? <laughs> I'll pay those. And I was like, I knew it was going to be a tough ride, two days, and by myself. And I was going to be feeling emotional, so we went with the comfortable ride. Yeah, and yeah, I was sad. And from Cochin, I flew back to Dubai. And yeah, so I had your engagement, and that kind of set me on the path to start the traveling company because I was in a position living at home, broke. Mm. like broke man and no money no honey <laughs> and the love of my life is halfway around the world 
and I'm in no position to be demanding things like I want to marry that girl and bring, you know what I mean. Yeah. So that put me in a position where I'm like, yo, I have to create a new reality. So I started my travel company. With Turkey. Uh, Turkey was Turkey my first was proper first international trip, trip mm-hmm. and yeah, it was awesome. It was so cool because uh, it was an instant success. Mm-hmm. Like I started a meetup group with Facebook marketing and took people out to the desert, which is something I know. They came out with us and. Honestly, within a year, I was financially sound enough to like buy that ring, fly halfway around the world and propose to Allison and bring her back with me. Hmm. So that's how that unfolded. So yeah, it's not like she was tra- following me. We're always kind of traveling together. True. And we knew we wanted to do something different. Hmm. And it's really easy to have stayed in Dubai, but we knew that we kind of wanted to follow our dreams. We were, we were in for that for a while. So... Yeah, I mean, as soon as the company was big enough in the sense that, and we do everything online, we moved to Sri Lanka, we moved, you know, we ran a hotel in Sri Lanka, did the same thing in Cambodia, now we have a daughter, mm. now we're back in Dubai considering staying here because it's just more convenient to be here. But our adventurous spirit just lives on, doesn't it? The story's still in the beginning, you guys. Still the rest the is beginning. still unwritten. Yeah. Yes, yes, the story's still in the beginning, and the rest is still unwritten. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hamburger Generation, Jeel al-Hamburger. Now I ask that you become a loyal burger and spread the word of Hamburger Generation to all your podcast-loving friends. Also, check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Now please continue on listening to Malda Smadi singing a beautiful cover song by Mandolin Orange called Wake Me. Like a rock that came rolling down a hill I've been searching for something to kill I'm shameless and a aimless Wanna lay down somewhere Wanna close my eyes I've a good girl waiting If I'm back soon She may be gone It's all the same It's enough to hold her close But I'm in need of pleasant dreams So won't you wake me In the morning light, wake me when the morning comes. So I cry to the doctor, doctor, please come quick. My world's gone tired and sick. If it ain't fixed, I fear it may fall. Wanna lay down somewhere? down and die well the doctor smiled and said a good while son sometimes don't we all it's all the same it's enough to hold her close but I'm in need of pleasant dreams so won't you wake me In the morning light, wake 
in the morning light.